right, everybody, welcome back to Hot Take from the Kitchen. This is episode eight. It is May 14th, 2018. I have Steve on my right. I can't believe I have eight episodes. That's two months worth of work. It is. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. That is pretty good. And across from uh, the table for me is our guest this week, Chris Yachik. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. Our email address, hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. I love when you do that. <laughs> it's so good. Isn't it? That's impressive that I got that out. You can also listen to us on Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and iTunes. So... Check us out. Love to hear some feedback or suggestions. Whatever you want to let us know, let us know. We've been getting uh, rated, shared, see that. Yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we appreciate it. And uh, I guess, I mean, I think you and I will do this for a while. But I guess as the more serious, the more people want it. You know, yeah, we'll give the people what they want. That's right. We'll be Jalen and Jacoby. Give the people what they want. So yeah. Um, and of course, if you guys don't be afraid to hit us up on anything, I did check the email this morning. Nothing. Nothing. But there is, it's, there were some things floating around Facebook. Maybe if I stop spilling it, they could. Maybe we could try it. So, all right. So our guest is Chris, as Brad said. Um, I've known Chris for a long time. You guys, some for those back in the day, I leave known him at Sonic. So I think the fact that I told Brad, I think I go, Sonic's got to come on. He's like, I'm like, you're cool. Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. So, but, um, that's awesome. So yeah. um, we'll get to it. All right, we're changing things up. We are. Yes. I guess I want to get off my chest. Kind of school related a little bit. So, um, and then after I'm done, you can feel it to join in. So um, my thing is be nice. And I know that seems really silly. <laughs> Well, but I'm, I'm going to give you a story that kind of goes along with that. And some so, people do need to hear this. Well, I think sometimes what you need to do is you need to hear it in the way I'm kind of going to say it. And I had I called my one buddy up and I asked him, I go, do you think I should tell the story? He's like, I think you should keep the names out of it. So I'm not going to tell the names, but I will tell you the kind of the indirect story. So um, I had a class. And I had a, a really... I personally got along with the instructor fine, but I know a couple of people thought the person was off-putting, whatever. So, um, you know, we went through the semester fine, and you just kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, and you, you get the instructors you like, and then you don't like, you know, and you build relationships with some, some you really click with, some are fun, some you don't, whatever, that's part of school. We all have our favorite teachers, and we all can think of teachers we, we don't like, right? And so, um, you fast forward about a year and a year later, and we find out that this instructor had a sick kid during the time when we were having our class. And it just makes you really think about, like, who gives a shit about our class? Like, I know if I was that person, I really wouldn't have cared about the class. Like, my kids are sick, hanging on for his life. That's what's important. And that instructor probably did everything he could each day to just 
get out of bed and put the face on and go about their life. And I'm not saying that, you know, I was mean or anxious for me. It's just, we were like, Oh man, certainly not as fun as some of the other ones have. And then, you know, if you find out a year and a half, two years later that they were going through that at the time kind of makes you like, wow, I'm kind of dumbass. And I guess the whole point of the story is, is, Sometimes you just really don't know what people are going through at the time. And a lot of people keep it to themselves. And then you find out months, years later, like, holy cow, that was going on. I didn't realize somebody was, you know, for example, they were like, somebody was getting a cancer treatment. I didn't realize they were going through a divorce. I didn't realize they were blah, blah, blah. And then it all comes to light and you're just like, holy cow. So the whole thing is, is if you're just be nice because you never know what someone's going through, especially if they're kind of just being a jerk and you're like, man, I don't really know what's going on. So. Yeah, no, I um, I agree 100% with that. Actually, I just recently read a book. Um, it was for work. Um, we do these book clubs, and, and this is the first one I've ever been involved in. And it was a book called The Seven Habits of uh, Highly Successful People and Highly Effective People. Um, it's actually a really, really good book, and it's very eye-opening to see it really teaches about that situation and how much it relates to everybody's life. And you really don't know what people are going through. Um, it could just be a bad day and they're just kind of off that day. And, you know, so it gets you thinking and, um, that book dives into a lot of different areas, um, with business and personal life and everything else. But, uh, it was, it was really, it was really, I, I every situation or everything they talked about in that book, I could, think of a time when it related to me and whether I made a good decision or a bad decision. It was, um, so it was kind of cool. If you get the chance to read it, definitely do. I guess you don't know what's going on. Obviously. I mean, that's a kind word or something just might brighten up their day or yeah. just try to get to know what's going on, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. I just want to, and now, I mean, and it's kind of like a sad downer thing and I didn't really mean it to be, it just was like, you know, the, the silver lining in that cloud is like, you know, just try to, because you don't know what people go through. But I mean, if you have anything, I think we talked, maybe you had something you like that, but I don't know. It seems kind of yeah. mundane or trivial right now, but I'm just sitting at work and thinking about the Wells Fargo and the Facebook commercials that are on for apologies about what they have going on. And I guess I agree that Wells Fargo probably should have this commercial out there because they just pretty much stole money from people and yeah. just to increase their bottom line or whatever. Facebook apology, I can understand why it's out there. People think that the Cambridge Analytica thing helped lead to Trump being elected president. I don't want to talk about politics, but I don't think it was just that. It had a hand in it, but it, I understand that they shouldn't be selling people's data outside companies and it being used like this but wherever you go on the internet they're taking your data no matter what i think so i don't think that facebook really needed this apology commercial but i understand why they did it well i think they're i mean i think facebook is going through this weird thing right now right i and, agree uh, um i think they're kind of maybe a little bit i want to say they're grasping straws but i think they're definitely circling the wagons and um that whole Zuckerberg thing when he sat in front of Congress was amazing. Like not only his facial expression and kind of what he went through, but like 
when they asked him something, like they asked him a question along the lines of an internet question. And he kind of like looked at them like, I don't understand what you're saying, sir. And they were like, you know, the internet, like, aren't you worried about what you're doing to it? And he's like, I don't control the internet. <laughs> like, I, control, I mean, I'm yeah. on Facebook. And, they're like, and you can just tell, like, he was like, these guys really have no idea. Then like, they don't. And that's that's the best part about it. Because yeah. those guys, um, he really kind of made them look like fools. Yeah. You know, and to stand in front of our whole entire Congress and make them all look like fools over something as simple as the internet that we've all been dealing with, you know, um, on a day in day out basis. And they do too. And just not understand any part of it. You know, uh, that's, that's amazing. It's like, so why am I here? You know, why am I, why am I sitting here in front of you when you have these questions that, you, you know, even if I tell you the answer, you're not going to get it, you know? So it's funny. I think the Facebook ad thing, or the Facebook collecting the information thing, I'm sure everyone has opened their Facebook, left, gone, left the page, gone to Nike.com, looked at shoes, came back to Facebook, and all of a sudden there's a sneaker in the right corner of the uh, – or whatever it is you know, you've looked for. I mean, you have to know what's going on here. Like, and that's not exclusive to Facebook. No, if you look at everywhere. Amazon's tracking your cookies or all these different places are tracking your cookies, you're, you're mistaken. And um, – I just think it's there's a certain level of ignorance that was going on by the people, and ignorance is bliss sometimes. And I think people just wanted to think that, you know. But I guess if you relied on Facebook for your information in the world, and but there are people that do that. My mom was a great person with that. You know, my mom hated watching TV because she hated that. News was fear, fear based. I should say she hated watching news on TV because it was all fear based, and it caused they, you know, as my mom who collected Social Security and lived on Medicaid and had a pension, and when you watch the first half hour of that, and they're they're, they're trying to take away Medicaid, they're trying to take away my pension, she, you know, and they're like that person's trying to do that. She was like, I don't like that person, <laughs> and that was just. But I mean, that's. You know, that's how it is. Like, they, they, you know, I guess that's the one thing that still I'm glad I haven't gone there. And I'm, maybe when I get older and I get more back to the backside of my mortality, I'll change it. But I still would rather find, look at all the good someone could do versus stopping all the bad. Yeah. I mean, and I have no problem saying it. So I had voted for Brock the first time because I just was so inspired by him. And I really felt that he was going to unite our nation in a way that we have, we have been missing at that time for a really long time. It didn't happen. If anything, it got worse. It definitely got worse. But I don't think that's necessarily his fault. I don't either. Um, I don't think it matter who you would put. I think there's a certain climate and of things going on now. Well, I I think that a lot of that has to revolve around your social media and the things that happen in the news and, um, just the differences in people alone and where our society stands these days. Um, it's unfortunate that we're not all unified as we should be, um, you know, between every, I mean, simple things like gun control and stuff like that. I mean, 
let's let's be 100 percent honest yeah. here it's not going to change anything no. you know you take them away what's going to happen you know <laughs> i mean they're just going to find something else beautiful thing that i've and you know we've done a pretty good job of not getting too politicky on here but the beautiful thing that i've always found really crazy is if you look historically at our nation or voting or wherever is that gun control abortion these usually became the topics because we were so unified as a nation like hey we love our families we don't want bad people messing up with it you know we had so many likes that you had to go to abortion or you had to get down to um, gun control these one or two fine things because everybody was so much alike that you had to argue these one little few, couple of these points and now it's like well it, it's like changing your underwear now yeah it, it's every day so it's something new yeah and um it's i mean when you think about it that way it's actually kind of comical to watch if you if you back up outside of it and you go okay i'm just gonna watch this snowball until three weeks from now when the next thing comes out and then no one will remember this and it, it really happens it's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch that because all of a sudden it'll be um you know a race war and then you know three weeks later it's going to be uh it's gun control and then you know next thing is you know back on the president and it's just a revolving door and uh at the end of the day we have to remember that we've put these people in place to you know make these decisions and um you know, uh, I think paying attention to uh, so much to the media and and uh, especially social media and all the craziness that goes on in it uh, is a little little off kilter, you know. I'm good. Fair enough. <laughs> so go over some hot take things really quick. Sure. Our plate. So um, we'll touch. I know yours kind of sporty, but not too sporty. You follow it a little bit more football yeah. than anything else. So sure. um, we've been talking, we've been following the basketball playoffs pretty much the whole time. Um, and Brian and I got one really, really wrong. So um, we hoped one didn't happen, which it did. Cleveland advanced. We thought Philadelphia was going to stop Boston or at least make a series of it. It wasn't even close. Uh, the West has kind of followed suit. I think everyone expected the two teams there. To, um, so you got anything for me? Um. Boston put it to Cleveland last night. Do you think it's going to stay that way? Probably not. But I think Boston has a better chance than people think they are. They, they, they play defense. And I think this time of season, which I, I always enjoy watching basketball because the NBA actually plays defense in the playoffs versus the regular season where it just kind of everybody doesn't want to get hurt and everyone just wants to get their checks and then move on. So people are actually playing for something right now, and I always think that's – Cool to watch. It's kind of a Ewing theory thing going on right now. Boston losing their top two players and they're still chucking along. So yeah, was, but I think it's probably going to go seven games, and unfortunately, Cleveland's going to win. But have you decided who you have coming out of the West yet? It's always going to be Golden State. Yeah, I think. It, I actually think it's going to be in five. Yeah. I think they're going to spin the living snap out of them, but I could be wrong. I don't know, you know, but I just think that uh, Golden State went through the regular season that caring really because they knew they were they could have won a whole lot more than what they did. Oh yeah, they were losing their players left and right there and, for a while. But. And I don't think some of those players were as hurt as they were. No, I think they were just resting them, you know. Yeah. And 
whatever. So, great. Um, another thing I saw on a hot take, I think I sent you the message was I, I always get on Twitter and I always go to the trending topics, and it was millennials are saving frozen dinners, which I thought was amazing. Now, wait a second. I, I didn't have time to do the uh, look at the, the well, hot I, stories yeah. of the day today. Yeah. And I saw that and I read it and I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun because I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what this is. So the story said something along the lines of that. Millennials are too lazy to cook for themselves. <laughs> partly that. Well, they, they want food right away. They don't want to spend a lot of money, but they want good quality. So something you couldn't maybe get at Taco Bell, McDonald's, so forth. And a lot of these companies now are making better, pick better ingredients. And they are, and the the market is responding and they're saying that it's actually the new trending thing is that, um, so a lot of times you hear so many things we talk bad about millennials. I just thought it was it's good to bring up something good. That's, like, hey, that's so awesome. Oh boy. Stouffer's and Link Cuisine are just like, <laughs> buy your stock now. Step in their game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you saw for a while that like HelloFresh or that Blue, Blue Apron, that was hot for a little while, but I think. Have you had that? Say so what? Have you had tried it? I have not. We did. We got a um, uh, somebody was selling. I don't know how the whole yeah. thing works. Anyway, it came out that uh, we were, you know, you get a couple free meals. It was like 12 bucks or something like that to try it. So we did it. And it was actually really, really good. The recipes were amazing. The The food was fresh. It was, re- I mean, it was really good. Um, but I, what I will say about it is it's not anything that you can't just go to the store and buy, you know, so. And that's kind of my problem with the whole thing was. Yeah. And I find it interesting that you tried it just because I know you're a health cook and you know, you're, you know, you're right around the kitchen. Sure. So, um, yeah, Brad, all three of us know how to cook. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. um, I find it interesting, like agreed, like if you just want chicken fajitas, Let's go buy chicken breast and some onion and green peppers and torching. Exactly. <laughs> and let's do this. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to get crazy and get a lime? Some jalapeno? Let's you go know, for it. The yeah. recipes were um, – actually, one of them was like a chicken fajita, <laughs> and it was uh, – um, they sent you I, – I, the recipe was kind of odd, but it was it was – it was really good. I think I want to say it was uh, maybe a mango salsa that went with it or something. And, you know, they they send you all the fresh ingredients and you chop it all up and everything. It's like, well, I could have went to the store and got all this and made this, you know. <laughs> I mean, other than the, the recipe card that you're giving me, um, you know, I pretty much got it. So, but it was good and everything. I mean, I, I can't dog the company because they, they really did send good quality product and, and uh, it was you know, there was, there was no problems. It showed up on time and uh, whatever, but it's just not for me. I mean, we, we cook every day, but uh, you know, I don't need it to show up in a box. I can, I'm perfectly <laughs> capable of the store myself and getting it. So not a hermit. And yeah. Inside all this thing. So the other thing I saw that I thought would be interesting is they were talking about AI and uh, artificial intelligence and, um, it was more of a, I don't know who it was exactly, but it was kind of like a panic button. Like, should we be worrying? About, I don't know if you guys saw all over also the weekend. I was flipping through Twitter at one point and uh, the, the the jumping robot. Do you remember that robot that was jumping up on bricks or walls and then would jump back down and he did a flip at one point? He's now like in the field 
and they have him doing like an obstacle course race and he's nailing that too. So people are just like the rise of the machines and yeah, Skynet. Yeah. For us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is a scary thing though. When you think about it, I mean, um, you, you, uh, you look at some of these like video games and stuff like that, that they have today. Um, there's a, there's a game called civilization and, um, the AI in it is, it's, you basically, the, the whole idea behind the game is, is you start out as a country and you are, a, you have one settler and one warrior and you have to settle your land and you build from there and you keep building and building and building. And then there's other countries that are, you know, trying to take over your spot or there, there's so many different ways to win and, and things like that. But, um, you have to advance like in technology wise, you have to advance in, with money, you have to keep your people happy. It's it's almost like a glorified Sims game, right? Um, but what's really interesting about it is the AI in that game is very intelligent. It, it knows that you know, it will send like the, the the proper people to come and attack you and try and take over your country. And it'll you know it's really. It's really uh, kind of intricate, you know, like when you're not paying attention, they just show up from behind and here you are. And it's like, oh, no. But um, so it's it is kind of scary when you start thinking about all the, um, you know, what they put into this stuff. And, and, you know, now we're talking about robots doing backflips and running obstacle courses, and yeah. you know, like. One of these days, I'm going to go to Subway and sit down next to one, and you know, they're going to talk to me. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch Westworld on HBO. It's going to be that someday. You know, going to be walking around. And there's going to be robots, but you're not going to know who's human and who's exactly. Human. And that's that's my fear. Is like the, you know. Well, have you seen that Google Assistant? Did you watch that? I shared the video, and I'm not saying that you guys have to follow my Facebook feed. But uh, over the last week, Google did a their Apple thing, their convention. And their CEO or one of their people came out They talked about Google Assistant. And essentially, they have this thing set up, and it's crazy you should watch it. Yeah, it's, you tell your Google Assistant, hey, Google, sketching me a haircut. Um, Tuesday, 3 o'clock. Okay. And then it's done. It's and what done. happens is while you go about doing your work or whatever we're here, it goes online for you, and it's a human. It calls the person that good. It knows where you go get your haircut every week. So it call or a month, it calls there and, so, and it, they do it real live. They play it and it's like, hello, I need to schedule a haircut for a Tuesday at 3 p.m. And they're like, um, okay, 3 p.m. is off. Does 2 o'clock work? Yeah, that's fine. And your first name is like Bob. Like, okay, Bob, we have you set up for Tuesday at 3. It's two, you know, and then the assistant said, hey, your haircut's set up for Tuesday at 2 o'clock. And you don't know on that other that person on the other end did not know had no they were clue. talking they were talking into a, a computer yeah. and I freaked out because so all I could picture was <clears throat> these <laughs> damn computers asking questions about used cars and how many miles are on that? Oh. I'm sort of freaked out about yeah. my Alexa here, yeah, listening on me and Alexa will probably kick on at some point during our conversation. She's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, she does just randomly, and always, and it's never the same word that triggers her. So yeah. we have one too, and and it gets unplugged a lot because it's like you need to be quiet for a while. It's just random. I know what you're saying. It just all of a sudden comes on. It's nope, you're done for. Me. 
Thanks. I was listening with our pod with Rick, with my parents, going to Gaylor this weekend, and the Alexa part came on, and my mom's like, what did she say? I said, I don't know. Because she just came up. Yeah. We don't even know. We didn't say her name or anything. Yeah. She just started talking at us. And, <laughs> it's right. weird, and she'll just be like, we might say something like green beans, and then she'll just be like, searching green beans. And then it'll be like, okay. Yeah, I mean, me and her, every time it happens, we just look at each other like, so. You gotta I, love that. So I think that's what we got. We got, are we good for a plate of hot takes? Sounds good. All right. So I thought we'd talk, you know, interview you a little bit, Chris. Um, those of you who don't know Chris, he, um, now you work for Omni. Wow. Or one of the sub companies. Yeah. Oh, the IFMC. Companies. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's in Brad. You guys are in Brad's family. It's amazing how many people you have. Wow. So 25% of our, but anyways, um, they should be a sponsor. Speaking of which, if you guys are, we're, I think we're sponsors. Sponsors. I know, but yeah, we are looking for a sponsor. So if you're listening, you're thinking about it. Let's work something out, possibly. Just pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. We'll yeah. figure something out. And we'll do it just legit, like Bill Simmons does, where he's talking, and then all of a sudden. We'll do commercials in the middle. Right in the middle. And you won't even know what's going on. <laughs> um, But you're really involved in the Alpine music scene? Yeah. And you have been for a long time. Quite a while. On and off. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you want to talk about beginnings like Humdog. Oh, man. Well, that wasn't even the beginning. Um, I started in high school, um, and there's a there's a really cool. When I was in high school, and the the music scene was really great in Alpena. It was uh, it's if you it's it's almost like if you didn't play in a band, you were kind of nobody. You know, um, that's really kind of my impression of it because there were so many bands around and so many good musicians. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, that whole scene has kind of lived on with that core group, um, and, and our class and even some classes after us or whatever, even before us, but that whole era, uh, has still lives on. Um, you can check out like Alpena Rock City, um, which Joe St. Charles runs as a guy I graduated with. And, uh, it's got all sorts of recordings from from bands from back in the day. Um, but I started playing in high school and, uh, you know, started playing with some of my friends, um, little bands here and there. And it was just, it was always a good time. It, I mean, you know, it was creative. It was interesting. We saw different things and were able to do different things. and. And uh, being that age and being able to experience some of that stuff was really cool. Um, and then after high school, I continued on for probably another five years uh, until my son was born. And then I just kind of took a back seat. I didn't play out. I, um, I still played, but it was more, you know, at home. Well, just you know, kind of kept up my skills. And- interesting is that at that time, too, not saying that you're the heartbeat of Alpena music, but for a while there, I've lived here long enough that it, it kind of seemed like the band scene overall just kind of 
Just good. Well, it, it, it's interesting because you're right, and it had nothing to do with me by any means. It was uh, uh, what happens is is that as society changes, so does everybody's tastes um, in everything. So, um, you know, I look back at my high school, and we had we had sports guys, but there was these were the sports guys. There was a handful of them, and they played every sport. So, um, you know, you had this, this crew, but then the music scene was this big, you know, mm -hmm. there was, there was more of that. <clears throat> so what happens in it's, everything comes in revolutions and, and, uh, you start looking at things like music trends and things like that. And, and as the two thousands approached, there was, or, or even past then, I would say mid two thousands, uh, the dance music became a lot more popular. And the, the, you know, it wasn't so much of live music anymore or rock and roll or anything like that. It became um, more, this is, you know, these kids were getting into this, you know? Um, so the taste of, of music changed for a lot of people. And, you know, you had internet coming out, video games were getting better. Their, the priorities became different. Um, you know, we have to remember that we didn't have cell phones when we were kids. Mm -hmm. uh, you couldn't walk around and, and watch YouTube all day. You know, it, it's you put a guitar in your hand or you play piano or you, you know, you did something else. You walked to your friend's house and rang the doorbell. You know, it's so as society changes, so do the taste of people. And that's really, I think, what affected a lot of that. Um, but it's coming back, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. There's some really really um, talented kids. There's still a lot of really talented musicians around here. Um, the music scene in this town has always been amazing to me. Uh, you know, people move away, but they always come back, and you get to see them here and there. Um, but I think Roots fans agree when, like. I knew of Root Stand, you know, from the, when I worked at the Bowling Alley. Yep. And the guys, you know, because they had ties to the Snyders, obviously. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I remember, that we were, so we're talking like, you know, eight years back. Sure. Right? Or 10 years back or whatever. And, you know, they were good. Very, you know, that back when they were starting touring and all that crazy mm -hmm. stuff. And now that they have families and everything, I know they slowed down a little bit. But I do know they come back. And we still get excited. And they do. And, and you're right. I mean, they, they've all worked hard. It's, it's not like, hey, we're just musicians and, and um, you know, they all have jobs. They all go to school. Uh, Brant, the, the singer, the guitar player for that band, um, I played baseball with him. Um, <laughs> you know, Little League, I played baseball with him. And, you know, he, I believe he's just graduated this year from law school. So, you know, take a look at <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I mean, and here he is touring around with his band, still doing law school and everything else. It's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes and it gets involved in all that. So, um, yeah, you definitely have to keep your priorities straight with it. And it's not it's not easy. Um, so it's it, it is always a challenge, but you always have great people around you to help you out. You know, um, I currently play in two different groups right now and we rehearse. Matter of fact, before I came here today, I you know, we finished up rehearsal and, and, um, uh, you know, we, we try and stay on top of our game. Um, uh, the, you never lose a friendship with any of these guys. Um, you know, they, they're, they're always there to, to like, if you're having a bad day when it comes down to playing or something like that, be like, dude, that was great. And it's like, no, it's not. 
no, come on, man, you're, you're doing fine. You know, so, yeah. um, you know, they're always willing to pick you back up. They're always willing to help you learn something. And so it's, it's, it's really nice to have, you know, that, that cohesiveness, you know, um, some of my, I mean, some of my favorite musicians are from here. So, you know, that's, you know, you can sit there and think about like, Oh, I love this band. I love this band. And yeah, they're great. But you know, when you actually get to hang out with the guy that that has taught you something like that's kind of cool. Yeah. I think, um, one of our favorite moments like I have with you was, um, when I had the products come and work with the, is it a favorite union? Um, actually that was, uh, was it at the course? Yep. It was a fish fry fish that fry. we did. Listen and the kids were, uh, I call them the kids yeah. because, you know, and, and let me, my my favorite musician in this town, or that came from this town at this point in time, is Connor Larkin. Yeah. The kid is amazing, you know. Um, he's, just watching him is, to play, you know, watching him play is 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 nuts to me because he, uh, he works so hard at it but he does it so effortlessly, you know, yeah. and it, it makes me crazy. And well, that's what I strive to go for with, is, is learn as much as I can from him. So um, the great ones make it look easy. They, and they put in work behind the scenes. You have no clue on, yeah. on how, and that goes across everything in life, whether it's sports, music, Connor's actually business. He's um, recording his own album right out of his, his, his apartment or his house right now where he's, you know, he's, he's living downstate and going to school. So he's doing that on the side and, and I'm really excited to hear it. You know, like that's, that's huge for me because um, we were fortunate enough to get to watch those, those kids grow up, you know, and uh, I, I know what you're talking about. They came out, we hired them um, and they played this, this fish fry. And this is kind of what I'm talking about where the scene changes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you remember this, but the parents loved them because yeah. they were playing all classic rock and all their kids were there and their kids were in high school or maybe in junior high or something. And so it was a family event and we got this idea of like, let's have them back. Let's have a Halloween party, you know, a nice party for the families and the kids. And we'll do this really cool thing at the course. Um, before we close this place down for the winter and, and we'll hire these guys and we'll, we'll, we'll have a really good party. And we talked to them about it and they're like, yeah, no, don't bring us if you're going to have all these high school and junior high kids because they don't like our music. <laughs> and it's like, wait a second, how, you know, like you guys are so good and well, times change you know so i always laugh about that it's actually one of my favorite stories to tell because yeah. it's like and ethan um ethan worked at the credit union for a couple of years with allison and you know of course he's with paddlebots now yeah and they're so good too and, and you know when you and brad knows paddlebots because um we've gone that when we went to that concert park, it was cool to listen to them and they were just phenomenal so i mean it's interesting to really think about the local talent when you really start talking about it and if you can really, <clears throat> I know you appreciate it, but hopefully other people appreciate it. Well, it's, you know, they do so much. Um, part of being a musician in this town is in, in my eyes anyway, is, is giving back. And, um, you know, people like, um, like Chris Crown, you know, he's, he's, a, 
he's a different style of musician. You know, a lot of people have, I like this or I like that, you know, well, he does blues and he's very, very good at it. Um, and you know, he works close with the blues uh, coalition <laughs> with the folk festival. Um, he does the, uh, the Friday night downtown music. That's, you know, um, uh, so, you know, get down there, check that stuff out. You know, it's a lot of times, especially on Friday nights in the summertime, I think in a couple of weeks they're starting that up and, you know, you just randomly up and down Chisholm and second Avenue down right downtown. You can see all sorts of different people and all sorts of different styles of music. I was kind of to go with that idea about that coffee break thing you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised no one's put up some speakers at Rotary park and they just let people bring lawn chairs and just that little island. I think that'd be kind of a cool thing that you could do on like a Friday night. Um, yeah, I think it would be, I, I, I don't know the rules behind it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess it all depends on who owns it, if they're going to charge you anything for it, you know, um, I, another favorite story to tell uh, and this is this cracks me right up because i don't know if either guy either one of you guys have been to wisconsin um my brother is a very good musician and he lives over in wisconsin and he's got a, a couple great bands over there he's playing with and when he got married we went over there for his uh his reception um he got married in december and then in august they had a reception um, because they want to do something outside and it's it's interesting around here you know you have to like if you want the band shell you have to pay for it if you want to you know and then you have to have an itinerary and there has to be you know there's certain rules you have to follow wisconsin there's no rules <laughs> i mean it blew my mind these uh i pull up to this place and, and they had he had his reception at a state park okay so it's just Picture just going down to Michigan and hey, we're going to have a wedding reception here and you just show up, but you don't just show up. You show up with a trailer with a band on it and you show up with, you know, six or eight kegs of premium beer and the caterer pulls in and unloads tables and, you know, and you just, you just set it up and do whatever you want. And then random people are floating around that don't even come that they don't even know you. They're, they're oh, what's going on here? Exactly. And they're just, they're having a picnic. And meanwhile, you got a rock band going on and you got people drinking and kids running around. And it's like, you get in so much trouble, you know, if you didn't follow like the procedure. And so, yeah, it, it really blew my mind when that happened. It was like, this is really kind of cool. Cause you know, we don't, we do that kind of stuff, but there's all these rules. And at the end of the day, he really, all he had to pay, I think was $150 to rent the pavilion there. And that was it. And he just threw a party for the day and called it good. So, yeah, <laughs> isn't that crazy? I, I mean, the differences. I'm not surprised on both ends. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it won't last forever. I'm no. sure it's just a matter of time before somebody does something stupid in the night. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I was wondering is, I know you know a lot of different people in town that play music and get together and have all this stuff. I was wondering if you guys needed a good tambourine player because my whole goal in life is I think more 99% of people or at some point in people when they do bands they do for the chicks, right? Well, I mean, yeah, at, some, in point, the day, at sure. some point in your life you've done <laughs> As has been a big theme on this podcast is I'm trying to find Brad a woman. Oh, so I figured if I can get Brad in the band, even if he's just playing tambourine, 
You can play the symbol. <laughs> the cowbell. To be honest with you, we, we might even be able to do better than that. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, I know one thing about Brad. He does not want me to set him up to fail. So what he wants is he, he would like it to be. I'll, I'll, I will. I won't let you fail. Okay? <laughs> um, as as with the musician packed here, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna walk you through the steps, and and you got to be there for each other to to make sure everybody's got their part right. So, um, yeah, man, I'm down. You wanna? Uh, we're doing brown trout this year with one of my groups. Um, uh, so Unless I you want to sing stroke it. If you want to learn stroke it, we can do that. You could learn stroke it. Then Brad will sing it. I forgot that would be the only other thing. I think. He's comfortable enough to do that. I'm I'm positive that we could probably learn that song. It's not hard. No. I would absolutely love that because I could just see lights and smoke and like Brad. Yeah. And that it's just that would get me to come down to Brown Trout. Because the only time I go to Brown Trout is early. I get my elf in here and then see you later. I'm out. I'm yeah. in by eight o'clock. So Yeah. It's uh, festivals are fun and they can be fun, they can be a drag, you know. Um, but especially if it rains, if there's nobody there, what you know, um, that's the tough part about playing a lot of the summer stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it's they're always fun to hang out at and and uh, you know get the crowd going and stuff like that. And that kind of stuff right there that sells. Oh God, yes, it does. Yeah, I mean, this sexy beast here next to me is just. I know, I know this for a fact. Because I've seen it done many a time. When Brad sings Stroke It, people are just absolutely amazed by the whole thing. He comes to life. He comes almost well, like, as they should be. Yeah, almost. And everyone's like, oh, and everybody's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Is that Brad? Oh it's my God. the dance. Well, I, I did, yes, there's choreography. And it goes that hip thrusting gets everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I do have to say a couple things um, about my. Uh, my musical family. Um, I played a show last Saturday here at the Ramada. I saw this, and it, I mean, they they kind of blew me away. Like, you know, this is, you know, I mean, you you're in the in the game for a while, and and you're doing different things, and and so I've got you know a whole list of people that uh, I got to thank for. Um, what they you know what they've done for me and it was it was very odd and i'm surprised i didn't catch on but you know that's it was just really kind of cool i actually to be honest with you charles madison did a great job of just keeping everything so scatterbrained on me like i seriously showed up to this show and i thought it was an open mic thing he was playing an acoustic set for a wine gig and then he asked if you know if high speed wanted to play which is the other band and it's like um, okay, yeah, that sounds great. And those half those guys were already there, and it's like they're helping set up. And I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, okay, yeah, let's just do that. So I uh, I go there, and this show was supposed to be North Country Burnouts, which is uh, myself, Charles, and Matt Breggy. Um, I actually Matt Breggy, funny story, is uh, a, the drummer of my first band. So. <laughs> You know, it's kind of cool to get to play with him again. Um, shows you how, kind of how that whole revolution comes back around. Um, and so I get there and we play a set and, uh, you know, it's it's going well and, and whatever. And then all of a sudden Charles just is like, hey, man, by the way, 
Like this guy, he's been standing on my, he's been my right hand man standing to my left for nearly eight years now. And they pull out this guitar and they present me with this guitar, which is really kind of cool. And, um, you know, we've done similar things in the past, but I, I never really expected it out of any of these guys, you know, I'm, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm the guy that organizes that, you know, always. So I'm, A, I'm really shocked that all of them kept it a secret. But uh, the list goes on of, of the people that, that have uh, contributed and, and um, helped. And I, I just want to announce who those people are. Um, you know, uh, first of all, Tim and uh, Karen LaFleche, um, Nick and Jenny Weiser, uh, Matt and Sarah Breggy, uh, uh, Charles and Michelle Madison, uh, Thomas Letourneau and Kayleen, uh, my mom and my stepdad, Mike, uh, Ryan West, my brother, and Noel, um, Dan Ludwig, who, great musician, uh, uh, Christina's dad, Gordon Letourneau, um, and then also uh, my uh, uh, Charlie Konjorski and Kelly, um, they, you know, they're not Facebook people. So I, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I'll and then um, last but not least, Charles, Matt, Charles Madison, who, who, who I know I already said his name, but you know, he kind of, he kind of organized the whole thing and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's huge to me, you know, like that's, that's what I mean by this is they're not just my musical family. They are my family, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, you can count on them for anything. So thanks guys. Again, <laughs> I, um, a lot of those names sound familiar and I've got to deal with them in a whole bunch of different ways. So I mean, a lot of good people in there, that's for certain. Yeah. And also Freddie for, you know, um, Freddie Sparks for, uh, putting that guitar together. It's actually a, a hand build from him. Um, and it's, it's pretty sweet. You know, um, they took it to the next level. It's, it's a custom piece that, you know, I'll have forever. So it's really, really cool. Um, and then of course, Christina, you know, I can't forget her. So we saved the best for last. I did. Um, she is the one that I'm surprised didn't let the cat out of the bag on it because, uh, neither of us are good with that, like to each other anyway. So, yeah, but she did a great job. Apparently, it was in the works since, like, before Christmas, which is kind of nuts. That's crazy. But, again, thanks a lot. And, I mean, I don't, I'm, I, I'm just blown away by it, you know. Like, that's not it's, – it's just weird to me. Like, that, that's uh, – I'm grateful. I know how that can work because I know you're a giver. You, sure. You always are willing to, anytime I've ever asked, you've always come through for me. So it is, I can see how it's awkward. I've been there yeah. too. And things where all of a sudden you're the person. And, well, as you are, I mean, you're, you, you know, you're, you're the type of person. You're just like me. I mean, well, we share a birthday, but yeah. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the other day, you were just talking about being out and it's interesting is I hate going out now. Um, it's I spent those 10 years bartending and it now I just can't uh, once in a while it's not a bad thing but especially around town I just can't handle the bang the glass 
Yeah. Banging. I'll be sitting at Latitudes at Trivia. And it'll be the last round, so then people are coming in or whatever, and I'll be with a trivia team. And then there'll be a guy clear at the other end, you know, drunk, banging his glass, and, you know, they're all talking about whatever the question is, and that's all I hear. Mm-hmm. That's all I can hear is that guy down there at the end. And it's amazing how, it, and it, I mean, to a fault. That's why I like the, the bars I go to, and I'm not going to really get into because I'm not trying to dog another one, but I, I can't stand riffraff anymore. So, like, where I go, I, I make an effort to go where there's no riffraff because it just stresses me out. It, it seriously takes away my experience. I agree with you 100%. <clears throat> it's, um, you know, it, it's funny how your life changes when when certain things change, you know, your job changes or, or you know, a, a, an occurrence or something like that happens. And, um, I used to love playing music in bars. It used to be, you know, like, oh, cool, we got a gig this weekend. And, you know, once you do it every weekend or every other weekend for so many times and you're like, okay, I got to haul this gear again, you know, and you, it kind of gets old. And then you take a step back and you're like, you know what? I don't want to do that. Anymore. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with hauling the gear. It has nothing to do with, but it, it just, it loses something. And it's, it, it, it's because of the fact that you are done with the riffraff. You're done with, you know, the, the drunk guy coming up or whoever and, and yelling in your face, play this song. It's like, well, come on, just let me do my thing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're here to entertain you. Sit down, <laughs> you know, and it's it's unfortunate that it has to be that way because um, it is it is it is tough to deal with that, and you have to be nice, and, and you you have to understand, like we talked about earlier. You know, you don't don't know what everybody's going through, but um, it does get old after a while, and as you get older, you definitely don't want to be sitting in that you know in that spot, and it's like I. So one of my least favorite things to do actually now is play, play in bars. Um, I'd rather play the festivals and, um, you know, I'd rather sit around the campfire and play, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, kind of tough to do that and make any money in your backyard. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that, that um, music for a cause for friends together. Yeah. Like within the last month, I was angry. I missed that because I am still hearing people talk about that night. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun there. That was a great show. Um, a lot of people. I mean, just different people. Yep. And all the bands were awesome. They all did a really good job, as usual. Um, you know, and the Aplex is always, you know, they're always great for us and everything like that. So we try and get involved as much of that kind of stuff as we can and um, help out causes and, and whatever. You can only do so much, but at the end of the day, it's it's nice to uh, uh, be part of it and you know help them succeed a little bit. So, got anything for Sonic? Oh. I got a tambourine, so yeah. you're, you're in gold. <laughs> I'm really proud. And I I think I right think now. Charlie brought a cowbell today to, oh. to the house. <laughs> so I I, I mean. Really, Brad, you're on this level right now of, like, you are set. Yeah. I really thought we <clears> – <throat> I was worried you and I were going to tangent. And it might happen still with our <clears throat> top five list, but I'm really proud at how on point we kept. Oh, yeah. Three, I really thought 
What's going to happen here? Here, there, there, there were might be some moments in there that were getting close. Oh yeah, but it was just raining back. Yeah. So well, hey, gold star for us. All right, to this week's top five that are live, we are going to do our top five pet peeves. This is suggested by Chris, so we're going to get at it here. And my number five is money not going all in the same direction. I know this is petty, but it just bugs me when money isn't, it's probably OCD I get from my dad. It's got to go the same way. Well, that's. I've worked at a couple of places that money should go the same way. It should. I've worked at a couple of places where someone didn't care about that, and it. I mean, at some point, I just gave up. But I have. I know it, it all does face the same way. I know Allison's big on this. She does not like my. I went to a local establishment this morning to get my coffee, and they, the girl gave me my change back. I had bills going one way, bills going the other way. Some were upside down. It's like, what is going on here? First of all. I have to tell you that the best thing about this topic, okay, is that there is no pettiness in it because of the, it's a pet peeve, right? So it's something that, that makes you nuts, and that's all. It, it's, it, it's completely justifiable. Yeah. I need to say something before I get it going on mine. We'll go to you next, but before I go to mine – you should, I have to admit that I've done some of these. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm guilty. I'm not saying that <laughs> I am – you know, I don't want anyone thinking when they go, well, Steve, I just saw you do this the other day. Yes, I can be guilty of my own pet peeve. That doesn't – in fact, I get mad at myself when I do it because I'm like, this is stupid. I'm being part of the problem right now. I agree. I, matter of fact, um, one of mine, and when we get to it, I'll tell you which one it is, I want that job. <laughs> like I really that's that's what I want to do for a living um, it makes me nuts but and you'll understand why because it'd literally be the best job in the world so all right so you're coming to me on this uh, my number five is four-way stops enough people I mean really just somebody go okay. you know <laughs> Holy cow! I can't. Now, do you I not just like four-way there. stops? Well, let me tell you. No, I don't like four-way stops. <laughs> you know what? If it's gonna be, it, it, they cause problems. And I'm surprised there's not more accidents at them. And here's why: because everybody sits there and stares at each other, and then everybody's waving arms. I don't even stop at them anymore because <laughs> no one's gonna go. Yeah. So I go. I just. It is like a double dodge thing. Where it I'm is. Right. It's just. A, I hit a break and go, and it's like tap. All right, see ya. Because otherwise, you're just sitting there, and I don't like to ever wave on the road. Because I heard that if you wave, and someone yeah, there's you an accident, get your liable right. for that. So I tend to not do anything very often. Yeah, and how long you sit there? Yeah. Well, my favorite is when they pull up to the sign first, right? I mean, it's a, it's it's a it's a first come first serve kind of a deal, right? You get up to the stop sign, hit it. You know, it's it's your turn. So if you come up to the stop sign, and then I come up to the stop sign, and it may be close, but you know you stopped, just go. I, you know, it's funny. This kind of now brought up, have you ever been at the light 
where there's a left-hand turn lane and you're just going straight and someone will jump the left-hand turn lane on you. Like they'll, yes. they'll let us green and they're like, I'm going to hurry up and go. And then you're like, you dirty pyre hunker. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. It happens a lot at the Neiman's intersection up here. I see people all the time. They just try oh, to scoot sure. it really quick because yep. they don't have that kind of time in their That's life. That's one of Christina's pet peeves is that, that whole area there. She's, and it's, it's somewhat scary, but fun to drive with her in that area because it's, she will do everything she can to keep those people blocked in there, Yeah, you know? Um, but yeah, four way stops, just, I swear, man, to pay attention to that. It's just, I mean, it, I have one right next to my house and it's an everyday thing. So, um, you just shake your head and what does the matter with you people? Yeah. <laughs> Number five for me, it's inspired by you. <clears throat> It is anytime there's something and you need to change it. So, for example, I want a Big Mac with extra sauce, no pickle, an extra piece of cheese. And if you mind, if can I have whole leaf lettuce and not the shredded lettuce? Or can I get a Starbucks sugar-free soy, blah, 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 blah. I can agree with this one 100%. And I, re and I remember, and the reason this, and this came because of working with you. It's like, can I have can I have a pizza? Sure. On one quarter, I want this. On one quarter, no. Or you would make a special of the day. Yes. And it would be set up a certain way. And you'd be like, well, is there any way, do you know if it's fresh or canned mushrooms? What does it matter? Well, I don't, you know, and I even, even talking about it, that's how much it upsets me because I can't even finish my yeah, it's, so it's, it's That's angry. my pet peeve, this long changing orders. So like like when I, and how you would say is, what I've done isn't good enough for you. That's exactly. what you're telling me. Exactly. Well, that's exactly. what you've told me. So I've given it my best effort. <laughs> you're not cool with that. Yeah. So, all right, number four. All right. Number four for me is dogs not on leashes. It's kind of a personal issue for me because my nephew was bit by a dog last year and now he's scared of dogs. He used to love dogs. Yeah, he did. Now, the no. dog comes near him. He's running the other way. Well, I can't blame him. No. I mean, there's a leash law in town. Put your dog on a leash. What's even messed up is that person made him seem more like it wasn't their fault. No, it's like, oh, my God, the dogs aren't ever like this. It doesn't matter if your dog's not like this. Put him on a leash. Yeah. It's funny that so many people don't do that. You know, they don't put their dog on a leash and it's kind of crazy. Like, do you realize you're held liable for that? You know, like you, I would, I keep my dog at leash anytime we walk him more for his safety than because you never know what's going to, I mean, if a whole bunch of dogs are around him, you know, I always am able to pull him back and at least get, you know, pull him next to me and protect him for in those cases where he does get spooked out and then he feels the need to defend himself, which you never know what's going to spook a dog. You know what I mean? So, yeah, not only that, but I mean, if you're, especially if you're by roads and things like that, your dog's on a leash and they just, they catch something catches their eye, a bird, a rabbit, whatever, takes off and gets smacked by a car. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> you know, like, how would you feel about that? Like, it was as simple as me putting him on a leash, and here we are. I don't know. I ever told you guys this. This will be a podcast story everyone couldn't laugh about. So, one of the first times we ever had Stoli. Did I ever tell you guys this story about walking Stoli for the first time? No. Oh, my God. So, we were living on Washington. We're taking on Stoli for a walk. And he's just a pup, so he didn't really know to stay on sidewalks. So he's just 
freaking everywhere. And lo and behold, what does he do? He runs out into Washington. And we have one of those um, of retractable leashes sure, that yeah. go out 20 feet. Yeah. So I click it. And of course, what do I do? Yank it back really fast, right? <laughs> Guess who's right next to me? Like, I mean, because it was panic, right? Car traffic coming. Oh, my God, dog. Pull it really quick. Well, lo and behold, guess who was right to the left of me and got pistol whipped by that retractor thing. I clocked Allison so hard in the face with that thing. And she was screaming first, Steven, dog. So boom. And then, at the, I mean, it was like, Steven, dog. Ah! Oh. And then I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I knocked the sunglasses right off her face. I hit her that hard with that thing. Boom. But to give her credit. Only thing she was worried about was was that dog. Yeah. Get that dog back over here and we make sure he's okay. But oh man, even to this day, I think when I lift up that retractable leash, she kind of twitches a little bit. <laughs> I can't blame her. I can't. I can't either. <laughs> I mean, it's not every day you get you know smacked in the face with a retractable leash. PTSD. You know? All right, my number four is. Uh, and this is the job I want, man. This is the job. Uh, it's the feels like temperature. It's ah, nice. When you log on to your weather app or whatever it is, and it says it is 65 degrees, it is 65 degrees, but it feels like it's 59. I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that wakes up in the morning, is able to... Every hour, just walk over to the window, reach his arm out, and be like, "Yep, that's what I say today." <laughs> I because know, really, I mean, come on. I know you and feels like have been going around for a long time. It's a yeah. It's that's the beauty of the golf course. You have to be a meteorologist. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be a cook. You have to be a golf pro at some point. At some point, and then a shrink. Yep. So yeah, I mean it's amazing, yeah. but I, you know, it's funny even to this day now. Like, and a babysitter. Yeah, and a babysitter. Yep. <laughs> to the oh yeah, many times I've had the stroller. I've actually had the babies. <laughs> actually had the <laughs> yeah, watch um, a baby. Yep. I, I pushed the baby around while I waited on the table. But anyways, I I know there even to this day the guys at the dealership like it's supposed to rain or how long is this rain gonna last? Just a second, give me five minutes. Yeah. I know what the two websites I can look at. I'm just gonna tell you right to the minute when this rain is starting. I do it all the time too. Yep. Like, yeah. Like It's not gonna rain tomorrow. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I get the then I get the the app out, and I go, okay, you see the direction it's coming. If it hits Gaylord this way, it's going to split in two. If it comes from here, we're hosed. You know. And oh yeah, and they look at you like, how do you know all this? It's like I had to learn it. It's my life for five years. Exactly. So yeah, the feels like temp. I really, I mean, I know it's there again. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but. If it feels like it's 59, then it's 59, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, you know, and if we're going to play that game, at least let me have that job. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm glad you got that off. I know that was there. Yeah. This, that one really. Yeah. So for me, number four, which was inspired by you, I hate when people are latecomers to things and all of a sudden want to get excited about it. Case of point is the theater sign. One of the things. So, like, you know, when they were talking about taking this, the STATE down, mind you, that's the only part that was coming down. The marquee itself was staying up. They were just going to take STATE down and replace, I think, AMC is what they were going to put up there. And people were getting all upset about it. And the 
kind of point I was making this whole thing, which a lot of people don't want to hear was, is, you know, are you the guy sneaking in candy and all this? Or, or when was the last time you were at the movies? There are some people that go to the movies every week and they get their bucket of popcorn and their large soda. That person has every right to want to tell me how they feel about it. I, everybody would, kept asking me to sign the petition and like, hey, what do you think about it? I'm like, I go to the movie twice a year. Like, I'm part of the problem. I'm not actually part of the solution. I don't go to the movies a lot. Right. So I don't get to tell you what that should look like because I don't give you any of my money. Well, like, not only that, but you don't own the place. <laughs> I mean, these people spent the money on it. If you were really concerned about that sign, then maybe all the people signing the position or petition should have put in their 500 bucks, bought the thing, and show whatever movies they want and do whatever they want with the place. You know, why... Why is it such a big issue? I get the whole idea of it's the 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 history of the town and the you know it's a landmark and this and that and it's like um, I mean I always, I even saw some one of my favorite things about Facebook is I those of you that have me as a friend on Facebook I I don't say a lot yeah I I observe a lot um, I don't spend too much time on there but I watch a lot of videos on there and. That's really the extent of it. Um, but when these things come up, I like to see, I like to watch the argument and see really what are people's issues here. Yeah. And you know, there were even people from like downstate saying, "Well, you know, we we're going to miss that so much because it's you know that's like that's like our sign that we're there." And it's like when we come home during the Fourth of July, exactly, and and ruin your town. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, like. You know, yeah, I mean, it's like, or, wait a second. Why do you even get a say in this? So the RV park was another one. Yeah. Like, the city council is working on that RV park for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, as it's getting toward the later phase of it, now everybody's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I get it. I'm not saying that. I'm unhappy about it. My whole problem was is you've had 10 years now to talk about this. Exactly. These city council meetings happen every other Monday. You could have gone. And now after all this money and resources and everybody's put in all this hard work and research on it and they're going to get right in before. Now you're like, eh, I want to get involved now. That is what, that is like a huge pet peeve. I, I can agree with that one too. Um, I had one uh, along those same lines of, I thought of something else about that when the, um, oh, well, Summit Sports is now Big B Cog. No one threw a stink about it, but, you know, I mean, that's always going to be the Summit Sports building to me. <laughs> you know, you can put Flowerland in there, you can put Big B Coffee, but I'm going to go to the Summit Sports now to get my coffee. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to tell people. But, I mean, it's, it's just the way it is, right? So nothing really changes here. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the building's still there. It's still serving its purpose. Yeah. It might have a few different looks to it. Eh. You know, again, no one threw a fit when the Royal Knight came down and they put AMC up there. No one. I didn't hear one comment. Now, granted, it wasn't a marquee in the whole thing, but it's a block away and it's the same deal. <laughs> so that's just my thing. Like. I don't mind, and again, for the people that have been day one passionate about something, sure, I'm all about you. I'm your biggest fan. I am here to support you, but it's the people that have not honestly given one poop at all, and still really don't. <laughs> exactly. And then all of a sudden, now we're going to get involved in this. Oh, geez, we got an angry mob. What's going on <laughs> over here? I'm going to grab my people are petitioning. Yeah, you know, like 
They're, so, out, they're out spending money on signs yeah. to make a difference about a sign, which is kind of comical. All right, that's my number four. My mom complained about the Royal Night thing coming down. It's mostly because they took the times of the movies down. Oh, she okay. Didn't know what they were yeah. anymore. That was her biggest complaint. I know that also upset Kevin Steffen, so I just wanted to say that. <laughs> he would appreciate it. He listens sometimes, he does. he's hit and miss, but if he, he will appreciate that. Okay. All right. Number three for me. It's also on Chris's list, but shortening of words that don't need to be shortened. Man. I just, I don't get it. I blame Rachel Ray pretty much because delish and delicious. Just add the ush. Whatever. Instead of yes. whatever. Yes. Here's my biggest problem with it is, is that if you're really that lazy, I mean, come on. It's the English language. You know, <laughs> whatever doesn't make any sense to me. Just add the extra two letters. We'll call it a day. And yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just syllable. It's just hard. I know. Totes. I, I can't do it. I just, people that talk that way, man. So I, that was actually my number one. And I'm going to move it to number three. Okay. So then I'll just jump to my number three. Yeah. Okay. So my number three is blaming people for things that really are your fault or just like, <laughs> yes, you know, I guess maybe people taking that lack of personal responsibility and things, you know what I mean? And I guess maybe this theater thing is a great example of that. I just don't like it when people blame and they're part of the problem. It's, oh, exactly. really it's really easy in the world. And I, this world, for example, I, I'm, one of my big things is I, Allison gets tired of me hearing it, but I'm like, I'm always like a, well, are you part of, anyone can sit here and come up with a problem. I was just pointing out everything that's wrong with it. Come to me with a solution. To, let's try to make this better. Don't just sit here and be part of the problem. And I just hate people that blame things. Like that's their fault. And this kind of goes with like the Republican political debate. Like, you know, if a crazy guy grabs a gun and he shoots up a school, it's the Republicans' fault for not having gun control, you know? And it's just like those type of things where they're blaming the one side or, you know, Barack Obama did this and now Donald Trump's doing that. And Donald Trump's got to fix everything that Barack Obama did. And Donald Trump would be a great president if he didn't have to fix Donald Trump's mess. And But, you know, so it's really not well, about it's Donald Trump. It's about what Barack Obama and and the, I guarantee you, the minute Trump's done presidency, whoever comes in next, it's going to be it's the same. Yeah, it's like oh man, well, this and, guy has spent up the x amount of years that Trump was president, and I just like you know what? Can we just have some personal responsibility in this? Can we just say hey, you know what? You know, we, we all have a little bit of fault in this, and sometimes I think it's just a shell game, especially politics. They just want you to keep looking for the for the whatever the penny underneath the nuts but you're never going to find it no. and they just keep moving around so. yeah and it's it's interesting that that one right there is fun for me because they you know it happens all the time you know things that are out of people's control they really just well this wouldn't happen if it's like yes it would <laughs> i mean you know lightning struck my house and it wouldn't have happened if this tree wasn't here and it's like but it would have, you know, you still would be without a roof right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, but it is, it's, it's things like that. And, and I don't know, I agree with you a hundred percent on See, that. Brad's a great example of this. Brad could easily say, man, there's not a good woman in this town. I can't find a woman. 
and he's been frustrated by it. But Brad's the first one to tell you he has a problem talking to women when he gets, especially if he gets around one that he might want to connect with. He's just like deer, Raj. Yeah, deer has a like panics. So like, but he knows, and he would be the first one to admit, I am part of my problem. I am part of. I am getting sure. my own way in this situation. He's not saying this is these stupid girls fall in this town that don't want to come talk with butterbear. Brad's very much aware of that. Hey. I got a hand in this problem too. Right. So again, I don't, it's just, yeah. Right. Uh, no, I, I hear you. Obviously man. it's a pet peeve because we're going on about it. So yeah, just go on to number two. <laughs> My number two is the mistakes that I see in the Alpina news. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Spelling and or grammatical errors or a really horrible headline that they decided to put in the paper on Friday. That won't talk about that. No, nope, we won't talk about yes. that. I had, it's like they don't have an editor who knows there's the no thought language. process it's, it's, there was one um and this was years ago so uh i don't know who wrote it or whatever and it, it was it was a headline um and it was a sports headline and i was this close to sending it to letterman because it was if it wasn't done on purpose man um, and it was something like girls volleyball beats beavers. <laughs> and I mean, you know, you just, you read it and you go, come on. <laughs> you know what? You went to school for this. I think I'm kind of numb to the Alpena news, but along your lines, I've noticed a lot lately <clears throat> Not that M Live's super big, but M Live, ESPN. You notice the typos like crazy on these things, and I just don't know what's going on. Like, well, here's a thought behind it. Maybe it's a talk text program. Could be. So when they're talking, and then you know, like, I get uh, I get text messages from Tim that make zero sense yeah. because he'll he'll you know he'll be talking in his phone, and I get it. And it's like, what is this, man? You know. <laughs> And I, I could do that on flip phones. Yeah, well, he has he has an iPhone, so um, <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, <laughs> number two. Yeah, okay, my number two uh, interruptions. I it's it's number two for a reason, but uh, yeah, people that interrupt with anything, you know, it's like, oh hey, you're telling a story, and all of a sudden, and here's this is one of them that I'm guilty of, so. Yay. I know what I'm guilty. My guilty, I interrupt sometimes what I'm guilty of lately. And this happened a lot because it seems like I have a lot going on and I've gotten a lot better at it. But I had so much going on and you know, all these irons in the fire that I would sit there and think about them while like people would talk. <laughs> and people would automatically assume that I would be listening. And I would be quiet and I'd be kind of like nodding my head, giving the impression that I'm listening. And let's say they would be talking about Silverado and I would go, Man, the Pistons really screwed up last night, didn't they? Just something that had nothing to do with what they were talking about. And then I would just go, yeah. And I would just, seriously, and they would, I mean, and they would even pause on me and I would say something to, to anyone. And I did this to Allison. I've done this at work, done it to customers even. Like they were talking to me about it and I'd be like, you know, like, hey, did you see the sunrise last night? And they would look at me like, are you on drugs? And I would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, man, I really want to photograph, get a good shot of the sunrise. And I was thinking about it. 
And I kind of got tangent, and I was not able to listen to anything you were saying. <laughs> and I've done that, and I've gotten better because as I've narrowed things down and I've kind of, oh yeah, you know, curtailed some things. I've gotten a little better, but for a while there, I was terrible, and I knew I did it, and I'm like, my bad, I'm sorry, but yeah. like, well, you know, and when life gets crazy, it's yeah, you know, it's the simple things that you're like, oh dude, I can't wait to do this, and that kind of gets stuck in your head. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's a good one. <laughs> that's that's fun. Number two. It's for you. Sorry. Or no, number three. Is that? No. We're at number, number two. one. Oh, no. My man, number two for me. Yes. Number two for you. This one's just for you. I can't stand it. And I can't even imagine. It must be hard for you. But I freaking really don't like it when I hear from a woman, I can't find a good man. Like, I'll, or I'll see someone like, man, I just can't find a good man. And I'll, you know, I'm like, well, it's because you've been dating druggies for the past. Yeah. Quit hanging out in the bar. Yeah. 18 years of your life. Or I just wish I could find a guy that would like pay attention to my kid a little bit, you know? And it's just like, come on. Like, it's especially frustrating for me because my best friend's been single, you know? And like, well, it's, it's, it, what's frustrating about it is that I've always looked at it as women have the control in this situation. Well, yeah. And this goes with guys too. Let's not be, let's not get, you know, well, twisted either. I know a couple guys that are like, man, I just can't find a good girl. Dude, you date crazy chicks. Exactly. Like be yeah. real right now. Like, yeah. You knew she was crazy and like, come on. Yeah. And no, and I agree. That's, you know, I, I have, um, uh, uh, I have a buddy that does that and it's like yeah. mentally unstable. Like you knew she was not yeah. stable. Yeah, like and now why, you're like why, where you're at, and it's 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 constant. You see it on Facebook, and it's like, oh, you know, this and this, and it's like, stop, man. Next week, I know Jordan wants. You just brought something up. Next week, I know Jordan wants golfers, but we're going to change it up. We're going to do top five guilty pleasures because one of my guilty pleasures is totally watching Facebook drama. <laughs> Like I will find something and I will send it to people. Like maybe, dude, should... do you are you knowing like? John Smith, for example, I don't want to just some. Right, yeah. Are you friends with him? Do you see what's going on right now with him? <laughs> it's chaos. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, that could almost be a pet peeve even. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's borderline where you could go either way with that. But I agree with you. I love that, too. That's really what I use Facebook for is to watch other people's crap, you know. So... Your number right. one pet peeve, Brad. All right. My number one pet peeve, I'm going to stick with the word thing going on with my top three, is people using the wrong form of a word. The wrong form of a word. Yes, like they're. Oh, yeah. They're, they're. Yeah. I know it's confusing, but. In a radio format, it kind of is. But uh, right. If we were in spoken word, I get it. Yes. Yeah. So like T-H-E-I-R and T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E, stuff like that. Yeah. You, your, your, and your. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. With the one that scares me the most that I struggle with, so I just avoid using the word overall. <laughs> I love it. Is effect and effect. Okay. Because I know how it works, but I'm still scared. I'm going to put it in the sentence wrong, and I was like, no, you fucked that up. Yeah. I'm going to be like, eh, cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. That one is a pain in the butt. Yeah, it is. You're number one, Peppy. All right. Arguing for the sake of arguing. I, I mean, that kind of sums up a lot of the ones that we've talked about already. Um, 
but just people that argue for the sake of arguing. You, when you know that you're wrong and you still just want to beat the dead horse, that makes me absolutely nuts, man. I can't, I, I just can't. Well, some of it comes from people who admit they're wrong. Right. So they just don't want to give up. So they just keep arguing. Exactly. But, and I mean, I, I've seen it and it's like, oh, stop. Just stop. I have to walk away because I, I can't, I, I, I can't sit there and argue with somebody for no reason. You know, it'd be different if it's a debate about something that you have valid points. But, and I know this is really generic, but like if someone looks at you and says, you know, you say, hey, the sky's blue and they go, oh, no, it's white. Okay. I, let's not, <laughs> you know, let's not go there. My number one pet peeve is people putting down or thinking something's dumb just because they don't necessarily agree with it. So my example in this would be, man, my, for me, example would be, my sister's an absolute idiot for smoking cigarettes, spending $500 a month on cigarettes. Meanwhile, I go spend $500 a beer a month. I'm not saying that happens, but you know, like, I'm no better. Right. I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm peeing away in my money. $500 $500 up in smoke. It's yep. the same $500. And I just don't like we're like working out. If that's your hobby and that's what you like to do and music. And you're like, man, that Brad's an idiot for going to work out all the time. I don't know why he does that. That's how Brad deals with the stress. Or Brad's in there going, man, I don't know why Chris is wasting his time playing all this music <laughs> and spending all this money on instruments. Yeah. Well, Brad, let me tell you something. You just bought $700 of running shoes the past year. So <laughs> he could, you could have bought three guitars for that amount of money. Like, I just think it's dumb when people like put something down like that when they're really doing the same thing. It's just whatever drives someone or brings them joy, people want to take that away. Oh, like, exactly. just, and I just don't understand why you would ever want to, especially if it's almost something that you care about. Why would you want to do that to them and take that away from them and like belittle it just because it doesn't line up in your way in your line of thinking. And I see it so much in so many different ways. And it, it, it just almost breaks my heart, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just like, man, people like I'm kind of, it, it's funny that you say it. Cause I'm kind of guilty of that on myself. Like I, you know, the past couple of years, I've been spending a lot of money and time working on my house, you know, and it's almost become, I wouldn't, it's not really obsessive, but it's like, oh man, I can't wait to get this next thing done. And, but then I argue with myself about the fact that I I can't, I can't do this because I need to save this money so I can do this, you know? And it's like, ah, dude, just live your life and it'll come around, you know? I said, I'm guilty of that sometimes. I'm the first person to raise my hand and say, I've done that with someone, you know, I haven't really sat there and thought about it. Sure. Given it the, and I mean, also these things, like I said, I'm the first person to raise my hand and know I'm guilty of the interrupting and not listening. I mean, like I said, I mean, it is. Yeah. And I mean, even like my example, it may not even be, you know, it may not be exactly, but it's, it's along those same lines of like, you're judging yourself or you're judging someone else for, you know, making that move or trying to make that move. And it's like, you know, you just, if everybody just relax and take it easy for a while, <laughs> I think I think life would be a lot simpler. So that's our top five. That's like, yeah, that's our how do you feel five. about that? I think it's a good top five. I feel better now. 
it was a little therapeutic in there. Yeah. I feel, <clears throat> like I said, some of that, you know, it's self-reflection. I know I'm guilty of some of those things. I'm on your list as well. I'm sure you probably feel yeah. some of some things we said, but yeah. Really what you need to take from, away from this whole thing is I banged the same drum now for seven and eight episodes is that Brad needs a girlfriend. I, that's, I was kind of catching on to that. That I work it in. I, I've told Brad I'm going to work it in every episode. And this time I actually wrote it down on the spots I was going to work it in. So that's awesome. I don't know how I'm going to work it in with Jordan next week because uh, he's going to do like this. Hunt. We're going to be doing a little hunting. And you know Jordan's just with Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Who's, that's who's next week. So I don't get to see him much anymore. But yeah. Um, yeah, when he was with Budweiser, you saw him a lot more. Yeah. Now that he's running the store out in Mayo, of course, he's spending a majority of his time out there. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of miss seeing him because, you know, he was he was always a cool dude to talk to. And, and um, you know, but. Well, this whole, th this setup, just like we've had Zach on, who's really good in the, I mean, you know, obviously producing yeah, and stuff. Takes care and of then you and then Jordan, between the three of you, if Brad and I can't figure out a decent setup for this. I mean, we have no business anymore. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like, if we can't yeah. use those, you three people can't come up with something for us that Brad and I can't manage, then we're just done. We're gonna, we shut the whole thing down. We'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Zach had his theory of what we should do. I appreciate yours, and I'm going to get Jordan's input, too. And yeah. um, Really, for us, it's ease of use. There are some things on here that we I don't like, and I know Brad doesn't have a monkey with it much, but we can't edit a segment. Okay. So, like, if Brad started choking right now on his drink, <laughs> you would hear. And if, and if we decided, wow, minutes, Should I push stop? minutes one through ten are really good and are really good enough to the point where I don't want to lose those. So, what I'm going to do is people are going to listen to Brad choke for 30 <laughs> seconds while we go, and then we'll get back on it. Like, we can't edit that out. So, that's, that's amazing. Why, if people have ever wondered why there's some dead air and, like, hey, are you going to go? Him and I do this double duck sometimes. We'll look at each other. Like, you get to talk. Am I going to talk? That's what's going on because we this software doesn't let us edit a segment. That being said, it does put in transitions. It's made it really easy. We've gotten on across a lot of formats pretty quickly. So um, that's the good news of it. But the bad news again is if I could change two things, it'd be better sound quality. And I wish I could change the editing sequence of there because I would delete some things out sometimes or. You know, just gaps or maybe something like that. Sure. You know, like there's five minutes of me laughing obnoxiously in there. And it's like, okay, that, <laughs> that, that's got to go. Yeah, that. Yeah, we, we can turn back. <clears throat> away. No, it's, uh, that's great. I, I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on. And also, uh, congratulations to you on your graduation, buddy. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I know you've worked hard for a long time on this. Man, it seemed like a long time. You, you know, it's... Um, it's been weird this past 40 hours because I've really wanted to post something. I've been working on it. And the day of, like on the way down, I knew I was screwed because Allison posted just like a picture. Let's get a selfie together. I posted it. We're going down to graduation. And like she did that in Asanique. And we were like to Tawas and it had like 85 likes. Yeah. Already. And she was like, you it's got 85 likes. I was like, to be serious. She's like, yeah. I was like, she goes, people are really happy for you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then by the time the day got done, like when we got done eating, we were sitting there in the lobby with my friends. I, I got on a Facebook finally, I was kind of scrolling through it. There was so many damn pictures and posts of it because now obviously all my friends did too. That was like, man, I, really, I told them, I, was like, I really don't want to post anything. I just feel like people are like, we get it, Steve. You've graduated. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So well, I had to say and, it. And I'm even like, I even feel that way about it. So, but, but I told Allison today, it's like, 
man, I really kind of want to say some things about the people I've been with and the support I've gotten from like, just, you wouldn't believe how many times when someone will come up to me and say, Hey, like you, and you've done it. Like, Hey, I know you got a lot going on. Good for you for, you know, sticking it through. You only got six months left, you know, or whatever you'd call me and say, Hey, you should come over tonight. And you know, I don't come over and it's just like, it sucks. You know, like there's things I've wanted to do through this whole thing. And it's just like the minute I started it, I, I just said to myself, if I'm going to start this, I already know what I'm getting myself into. It's 20, 25 hours a week of reading, sitting, being bored. And, you know, some weeks I just didn't spend any time. And, you know, the grade or the results showed that, mm-hmm. you know, I had the guys at the message, like, man, you've been on that discussion for months this week. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. Because, you know, I don't know. If, if, you've taken that out of the class. I have. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's the first one that gets the swing at the pitch, gets it, yeah. you know, cause they're all cupcakes and then it's all just everyone piling on. So it's like, you know, what do you think of world peace? I think world peace is great. And then that person wins. So then the next thing you, you come in, you can either do one of two things. You can be an absolute asshat and say, no, world peace sucks. <laughs> I think everybody should be fighting, which no one wants to say, or you can just like, great job, Chris. You're right. Yeah. World peace is great. Yeah. And then it's just, I'll get you next time. And then it's 55, Posts of world peace is great. You're right, and then I'm just like, yeah. And then there's some of these I look at it and I just, I can't do it. Yeah, like I just can't. And like especially if I'm like, we always had to be in there by Wednesday. And if it's Wednesday at eight o'clock and I'm finally just getting in there and I see 35 people posted, I just cut drop whatever I can and I'm done for the week. Like I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Yeah, but yeah. Which I mean, really. You know, it it's an online. What do you expect? Yeah. You know, it was crazy. I think Brad knows this, but I don't know if you listened last week. But they, I had to go down early because they wanted to interview us. And at first, I thought they were interview us individually, but they did this like Dateline NBC thing set up where we like had. And I know if you said the picture, but like you know, we four of us were sitting, and then four of us were in the high chairs, and then I got pictures of I'm going to post. We. We had camera crews following us around all day long. In fact, and I didn't tell that. You know, the day gets going so much, you you forget like to tell people. You know, because you know, they, they talk to Al so much. And I finally get out of commencements, and I'm, you know, she's hugging me and hugging Al, and there's this guy with a camera. She kind of just weasels way in there, walking around. Allison's kind of looking like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, <laughs> they're gonna film us. Yeah, you know, they're they're still going. She's like, oh okay, because like. There's like two guys, just like seagulls with a bag of French fries, yep. just kind of circling all of us. That's awesome, and yeah, and uh, it was crazy. It was just, the whole thing was surreal. I was worried about stupid crap the whole time, and of course, that's just how I tend to get sometimes. Me I, too. I lose sight of the big picture, and I know a couple of people like, man, you need to smile. And my one good friend in this whole thing, who was probably my closest friend in this whole thing, he had to do this luncheon thing. And we had a group picture. He wasn't able to part of it, so then I instantly got pissed off. Like I was like, "No, you understand? Like he is part of this group. We're not taking the picture until he's back." And then finally, they were like, "We are lining up to go out there. He's not here. We're taking the group picture." And I was like, "I don't even know if I was smiling around the group picture. I was just like, <laughs> take the picture. I'm not happy. About I'm this. not happy about this, you know." And I did something similar with this guitar issue. You know, first of all, I had uh, yesterday was Mother's Day. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to, most of the people on that list were in 
are on Facebook and, and, you know, even though I was able to thank all of them, um, either by phone or live that night, um, you know, it was, uh, it's always nice to be able to hey, throw that out there. And, yeah. You know, so, but I wasn't going to do it on mother's day, you know, cause you, as we talked about in some of the top five topics, you're always going to somebody that goes, Oh, <laughs> you know, thanks. It's mother's day and you got to globe in and it's like, okay, listen. So, um, that, and I had, I had a pretty good hangover yesterday. I'm not going to lie about that. So I just skipped it oh. and did it today. Friday. I got it on there Friday. It, look, the stars lined up for me and I also get down there Friday and we haven't seen, you know, Brad and us, but we see each other like regularly every three months. And then we went through a spell where we haven't seen each other since October. Oh, wow. So we were all kind of like chopping at the bit to see each other. <laughs> yeah. Kind of pathetic. Hot. But yeah, when we all got together, I mean, our last two nights together down in Detroit, Detroit last time were hilarious. We, you know, went around Royal Oak and they were talking. We got back together. The first thing everybody got back together, they go, Allison, do you remember petting that goat? <laughs> and Allison's like, what are you talking about? And when we were at Royal Oak, we were bar hopping at Royal Oak, and there was this guy, and he had a full goat, and he was walking up and down Royal Oak at the bars. And Allison, of course, you know, love her animals. She saw the goat. She's like, oh, my God, goat. And I was like, no, you don't want to do that. And she's like, no, I'm going to do it. And then, so she's petting the goat, and, you know, and I think my, my friend John who was with us that night. He's from Alabama. He, he like, gave the guy, like, five bucks since Allison was petting. You know, that was the shit deck, you know. Give me some money. So John gave him five bucks, and Allison cut the goat. And I, I grabbed Allison and I was like, come here. What? And I go, give her a hand sanitizer. I go, just coat your hands in yes. this. She said, she said, I don't remember any of that. But it, and what's funny is everybody that saw Allison, they weren't like, oh, how are you and Steve doing? They're like, hey, do you remember that goat? <laughs> so it's like, I don't remember. Yeah, this goat. It's not, hey, how's Mary like treating you? What you guys been up to? Hey, you remember petting the goat last time you were yeah. down? Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. I've got a gig I got to play with Charles and Matt up in, uh, up in the UP. It's the Hiawatha Festival. And uh, I believe it's up in Marquette. And um, it's sometime this summer, like July or something like that. And I can see that situation. Can I come know. to that? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's a festival. It's, we should go. I've been yeah. wanting to get to Marquette forever. Yeah. And I've been just trying to find an excuse to go. I'll get you the date on it. It's, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a folky music kind of a thing. But um, it'd be a good time, you know. We're excited to go. Well, I guess this kind of like segued into the outro, so yeah. it's one long segment, but that's fine. It's fine. Whatever. As people heard, we're having Jordan Stutzwitz next week from Blue Collar Clothing, and he does some media work. Um, so those of you who we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then another announcement is we're making June Women's Month. Ooh, I love it. So we're going to have four women. On for the month of June. Um, should we say who we've got so far? Might as well. Okay, so we got Michelle McEwen. Cool. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Mary Beth Sussman. Cool. It's going to be good. We're going to talk all things up. You know? Maybe uh, my goal for that conversation with Mary Beth is to get her to leak something that's going to happen. Ooh. So, and then uh, we got Christy. something soon, too. Yeah. Like in like, July. Yeah. Like, like um, Major League Fishing is building a camping site here or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be. Yeah. Obviously, that's I like happen, it. But, and then uh, Christy Johnson from. Uh, Family Enterprise. Mm -hmm. 
And then we're kind of looking forward for it. So we got a couple we've been kicking around, but we've ourselves options open. But so that's the the three we have so far, and that'll be fun. That will be fun. So June is women's month. It is. Looking forward mm-hmm. to it. And what I get to do then is I have four more opportunities to plug in. <laughs> Maybe we can find Brad. Well, I mean, I've got some ideas. Yeah. Um, well, um, Michelle's all about it. So. Yeah, she's definitely. She's Michelle's coming. She comes correct. She's going to do both our guns blazing in this podcast, and then we're ready for it. My my idea for Women's Month. I mean, I, I think you guys are going to have women on, uh, you know, on here and, and talking about the things that they do, and I think that's great. But I mean, you got this window here that you can look out from the kitchen, mm-hmm. and you know, there could just be women out there. It's June. There could be bathing suits and. You know, things going on. It's by the beach. You know, what's interesting I mean, is we've thought about Brad's neighbor coming on, which I don't want to say his neighbor, but we've talked to her and she's, I don't know, she said she would, but we haven't officially, you know, asked her. Sure. But I don't know if they, then his neighbors was exactly like a Brad's bikini shop going on the front lawn. Because Maybe it would raise property value. I don't know how that would work. Listen, at the end of the day, that's, it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> it's women's month. And that's all you have to say is... <laughs> Listen, it's Women's Month on the podcast, and I got this is what's going on. We got it's, it's advertisement, martinis and wine, and you could come on down and you could listen to it live. Martinis and bikinis. Yeah, right. With some groupies outside the window. Oh yeah. man, yeah. hold up some signs or something. It's mention me, Brad. It's like TRL. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. Oh, this podcast is taking a weird turn. I knew we'd get here. I knew yeah. we'd get here. We, we, we done good. We kept it on the rails. I knew it. But All then, right. yeah, it kind of. Oh, and then finish the month out. We got Jordan and then Dylan. Yep. And that's it, right? Yes. So, yeah. So we got Jordan Suitswitz. We got Dylan Wallace, and then we go into the girls' month. So I like it. It's kind of crazy. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. And don't be surprised during Women's Month if I don't show up here with you a should. bunch of girls. You're welcome to stop by any time on, on your front yard. Do you have anything like a local events thing you want to talk about? Uh, just Girls on the Run Saturday in Rogers City. Yeah. But... Um, Friday night is the Boys and Girls Club fundraiser. Tickets are still available. Um, if you need one, you can get a hold of me or Lee Fitzpatrick. This probably will go Wednesday. Live Wednesday morning, maybe Tuesday, if we could, if I could work quick. So if you want to get a hold of either of us, hundred dollars, open bar, dinner for two, and a chance to win I think three thousand dollars, all off that one hundred dollar ticket. And they do have a um, sign auction and some games you can play. Great time! I've gone like five years in a row. So, and oh, my son has regionals possibly this weekend. That's it. I think that's all I got for you, other than the girls on the run for this weekend, Friday, Saturday. I'm not, I have nothing. Yeah. All right. Yard work. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. I know I'm going to move my lawn tomorrow. What am I doing when I get over it? All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. See you.